0: Before we get started, don't forget we have a website where you can find and keep up with everything from and by I Missed Me. Don't forget we have a membership where you will have access to exclusive episodes, one-on-one conversations with me, and more. Don't forget we also have our healing guides, which are practical daily tasks that I can assure you will change your life. And don't forget we also have a clothing brand, No Name Project, which purposes to connect strangers all around the world and let everyone know that whatever it is that you're going through, you are never alone. It is the cutest brown hoodie with the quote, we're all strangers healing together on the back, which you can find either on the I Missed Me website or you can also go to no name to get your hoodie. Go to I Missed Me.com and check out everything that I Missed Me has for you right after this episode. I love you guys. Let's get started with today's episode. To be a masterpiece and to be a work in progress at, at the same,
1: same time, I the art of falling in love with each I realize that sometimes the only one I can put the pieces back together yeah. is With yeah. so love and
0: hey besties welcome or welcome back to another episode of i missed me and to this week's collab episode today i have vanessa fontana with me host of figuring shit out i do not have enough words to express the love that i have for vanessa she is such a light and her and i have formed a very genuine friendship over the past couple of weeks where we've had conversations on and off the microphone. She is such an amazing person and she has so much knowledge and so much understanding about the universe and energy and just healing in general and that's why I decided to bring her on I Missed Me. I hope you guys love this episode as much as I did and I can't wait for you guys to listen so without further ado, Vanessa, welcome to I Missed Me. Vanessa Fontiana, welcome to I Missed Me. I am so excited to have you here today with you. I've had um, a couple of conversations before and we've had like we have built a really beautiful and, and good relationship. So I am so excited to have you here and for I Missed Me listeners that don't listen to your podcast yet um, to get to know you. Um, but I just want to start off by you introducing yourself. Who
1: are you? Where are you on social media? What's your podcast about everything about yourself first? Yay. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Um, So I started figuring shit out, which is the name of my podcast back in March of this year. Um, and it kind of began on the precipice of a lot of career life confusion. Um, so I am 23. I live in New York City and I work in tech full time and the way that I began my career and my work life was very much off of the need for survival. And I think in the back of my head, there was always this desire to do something creative or something more. I've been a writer my entire life. And um, when I began my TikTok, I was giving some self-help advice and spiritual advice here and there. And I garnered a little bit of a following. And I just got a lot of guidance to start something. And I was very confused on what to start. So I decided to start a podcast and I doubled down on actually trying to grow my um, audience. I wanted to launch with 50,000 followers on TikTok just as a base number. And I ended up launching with Um, an audience of 100,000 people and started my podcast off um, back in March. And the podcast is all about growth and healing. I wanted to share the things that I had learned in, in my journey, especially as I had grown up pretty fast in my life. And I think that I attained some sort of knowledge and wisdom that I think should be accessible to everyone and I think is accessible Mm -hmm. to everyone. Um, And because of that, I wanted to create a space where um, really it was for me. And then I Mm -hmm. think it trickled out to other people as well in terms of how do you really go on the journey of learning about yourself while Mm -hmm. still figuring that out and figuring shit out kind of came with the precipice and the idea that you're never going to have it figured out and that Mm -hmm. healing is this lifelong journey and um, the things that so much of the self-help community are centered around can be kind of intimidating to people and I wanted to make it really distilling for other people to listen to there's a lot of jargon there's a lot of words that people I think are turned off by when it comes to spirituality or self-help and I wanted to make it very easily listenable um, so that other 20-somethings who were just as confused as I was mm-hmm. could come and listen and feel safe in their journey towards the light um, I had gone through a lot of darkness in my life that I think I was able to transmute really well and I also knew that I wasn't special because of it I knew that there was a lot of people who may have been stuck in darkness but didn't know that they could they could find light right. within them or light outside of them and I I think having done that myself and done the 360 I really wanted to kind of tell the world about it and my natural way of communicating has always been words and writing Mm -hmm. so speaking was a bit was a bit challenging for me I think at first Um, but it's been very healing for me as I, I think I started it for my own, for my own sense of self and fulfillment. And I think that's where like the best things start. And um, yeah, now it's just something that I do every week and it's inspired and guided. And I think it holds me accountable to my own growth and healing. And um, yeah, you can find me on my socials, which mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure will be linked. But mm-hmm. I I started on TikTok, branched out to a podcast, and now I'm just, I'm just figuring it out. But thank you so I, much for having me.
0: I love that. First of yeah, all, congratulations exactly. on your growth. It is not easy to grow on social media, especially nowadays where everybody just speaks about healing and have builds these like platforms of like healing is this, healing is that. But like you're so well spoken. And that's what highlighted to me the most. Like I that's how I got to know you through TikTok. And I was like, this girl is so well spoken. So first of all, congratulations on everything that you have done in such a like little amount of time. And I love that you mentioned healing because it takes me to my first question. All about inner child healing, which is, I believe, like the beginning of starting your healing journey, like the beginning of healing is by understanding and healing your inner child for someone which you talk about on your podcast, but for someone who has never heard of it or maybe doesn't really understand the concept of what healing your inner child means, how would you describe it or explain
1: it? I think whenever we start a journey of healing, it is always brought on by something in the now. So maybe you went through a breakup, or maybe you lost someone very close to you through death. Maybe you lost your job. It's always this this moment where everything kind of falls apart and you hit a sort of rock bottom. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's where most of us make a decision that something needs to change. And so it starts with this pain. And it's not an unfamiliar pain. It might just be exacerbated by an event in your life. But inner child healing and I talk about this so much on my podcast So I'm so excited that there's space here to mm. bring it in it's what we do when we are bridging the gap between who we were when we are very young and pure and untouched by the grief and despair of this world mm. and Meeting that part of ourselves, that pure part of ourselves with the self that we are today. And it's really what we do, I think, to pay homage to what made us who we are, all the parts of ourselves that we've kept hidden in order to survive in this world of judgment. So it's like, no matter who you are, where you came from, whether you've had a traumatic childhood or whether you had a good childhood, like the world, it just, it gives you, it gives you challenge and it gives you strife. And that's such a natural part of living. And- Mm -hmm through that challenge and strife, we learn how to survive. And a lot of learning how to survive includes bandaging up who we really are inside, which is that inner child. And so, you know, maybe you were really outgoing as a kid, but you got yelled at for talking too much, or maybe it was worse than that. So we start to question everything that we say, we start to question if we should be saying it. Um, You know, you grow up and you begin to examine the parts of yourself that are learned behavior. So things that you weren't born with, but maybe things that you learned along the way to survive. And then you start to realize that maybe that's not exactly who you are. And so it's kind of like this identity crisis where you bridge the gap between your most pure, your most natural self, the child inside of your heart that was untouched by pain And the part of you that knows pain and bringing those two things together and acquainting them and learning how to grow and evolve with the picture and the image of that pure part of you, because it never goes away. And I think that all healing begins with the inner child because it's the part of us that when we first experienced pain, that pain was so enormous because we didn't know anything like it. And so it's, it's really essential. And, and interesting how all of the wounds that we have today and all of our patterns and behaviors are really tied to something that formed in childhood and our most formative years and it's so important to go back and heal and mend those parts of who you are and that might take a lifetime i mean it's it's not an easy task but it really is the the first step it's the most essential i think
0: what was that point for you like what was that breaking point or like rock bottom that you hit that you were like oh my gosh I'm feeling so much pain because when I was a child like this happened or like how did that journey start for you of like self-discovering that inner child and the things that you have to heal
1: yeah um I mean how much time do you have (laughs) Um, (laughs) same like (laughs) um my therapist could tell you all of it now um my my inner child child, like healing and discovery, it's a work in progress. And I think that it does take a lot of time. And I think a lot of people can look at healing as something that you do or you need to heal from and then you're good. And it's just like anything you're constantly learning and growing. And for me, it was really when I moved out of my home, uh, my childhood home, my, my childhood family dynamic, I grew up with a lot of chaos and dysfunction in my life. And so I gathered all of these survival mechanisms, which definitely made me self-sufficient and it made me really good at being independent. But when I got to kind of be out of that environment, it was like my nervous system finally had a chance to relax. And I was able to process a lot of the things that I wasn't able to process when I was still living in that environment. And it was really when I was 18 and I moved to New York and I was, um, You know, in college, when I started to feel this real dark heaviness, this true depression, In the understanding that I had been through so much and I think I just thought maybe I'd escape all of it by leaving and I realized that that was not how it was going to work and so really that's when it when it first started it always starts with that darkness and then, you know, I, I ended up in a relationship that was a very big mirror of what I had went through when I was a kid, I think being someone who saw a lot of chaos and fighting and saw this picture of love that maybe wasn't ideal, I thought, okay, well, anything is better than that. And I think that a lot of the patterns in my head just happened to perpetuate into my life afterwards. And so it took a while um, and it took a lot of being honest with myself and realizing things, but it also was the true understanding that a lot of the people that I thought I had forgiven, I didn't actually forgive. And I think that it took a lot of harsh admitting um, that there was still pain in areas that I didn't want there to be pain in, but I had never really addressed that there, there was pain there anyways. And so it was really at the start of being 18 years old and moving out and being on my own and then feeling the weight of my entire 18 years before that all at once. And then, you know, I'm 23 now, so it's been a while, but I'm still in EMDR therapy. So I, um, I'm doing like a, it's a reprocessing of trauma. Essentially you piece together the left and right parts of your brain in a therapeutic sense that allows you to really go back to the time and place where you, felt the initial pain. And so there's still a lot of healing that's happening. But I think a lot of it revolved around my relationships, my relationship choices, the feeling of isolation that I had felt for a lot of my life and realizing that maybe I was then perpetuating it. And um it was just, I think, a rock bottom after rock bottom after rock bottom before I started to take the accountability and really realize that it was my job to heal that part of me and that no one was going to save me. No one could come to save me. And it was time and time again, but I think that the reacquainting with my inner child and really learning what she went through and validating it and then doing everything I could to not perpetuate those things, but then failing time and time again has just taught me over and over how important it is to be gracious with the healing journey and how gracious it is to be in your darkness. Like that's such an essential part of your growth and your healing. And, um, yeah, I think for me, it was really when I left and ever since then, it's been, it's been a process and, um, a a true understanding of how to be self-aware when all you've done is survive. Mm. I love that. And I love that you talk about
0: relationships and that and about pain. And that's the thing that woke you up because a lot of people fear it and a lot of people avoid it. But like for me, that's like the biggest door for spiritual awakening is like going through pain and hitting rock bottom and then realizing yeah. that we don't want to be there anymore. For me, that's like the biggest door. How does spirituality come into your life? Like how do you meet spirituality and like self-growth? Because it's never easy to decide to grow Or to decide that you actually want to start healing while being in pain. Because when you're in pain, you're just like, it's going to be like this forever. Like, life hates me. The universe hates me. But like, how do you turn the page? And how do you like, kind of, you know, take like, direction of your own life and be like, I want to grow. I actually want to grow from this. Like, I actually want to stop feeling pain one day. Like, how does that start in your life?
1: I think when it comes to spirituality, that is a very, and just healing in general, it's just a very personal Mm -hmm. journey. And I think that no one can tell you what is true or right for you. And I Mm -hmm. think that it really starts when you begin to listen to yourself and listening to yourself. We think that we're doing it all the time, but we're really not because we're staying in relationships that don't serve us. And we're staying Mm -hmm. in places where we're not happy. And we're holding on to things that give us a sense of safety or control when really it's it's just keeping us in the familiar pain that we've always felt. And for me, I mean, my whole awakening really began during Covid. Um, and it was just started with truly reading reading some books and deciding that I didn't want to be where I was anymore. I think for the first two years from when I left, for school and um, then to COVID, which was like 2018 to 2020, -hmm. I was so, I was in such a mode of self-hatred and I didn't realize how much I hated myself. I don't think Mm -hmm. I realized how much I didn't like myself. Mm -hmm. And it took the realization that I don't like who I am to change who I am. And it wasn't this, I need to change. It was more so no. Okay. Like, why don't I like myself and what have I been told? And, you know, what made me hate myself so much like whose voice is this in my head and i realized it wasn't my voice like the voice the critical inner voice that would never shut up and was just so harsh that it was all the voices in my life that i had internalized from growing up in such a dysfunctional family dynamic and i think it was really it was a process i think my spirituality came from always knowing that there was something outside of me but never feeling connected to it and then suddenly i felt a sense of groundedness and my spiritual practice came really from yoga and meditation and exercise and being in nature. And then I think after spending about a year there and like not really exploring much more, I started to feel more connected to perhaps the Ascension spirituality. And I think right now where I'm I'm at in my life, it's interesting that you ask me this because I'm in sort of like an ambiguous place where I'm surveying all of my beliefs and I'm feeling like you know, why do I believe the things that I believe? And there are so many types of religious beliefs and so many structures that are around us. And my dad is very Catholic and um, he's very open-minded when it comes to Catholicism. But at the same time, it it brings me to a place of, okay, well, what do I feel about this? And what are my internal judgments about this system? And, you know, what is real and what isn't real? And I think that at the end of the day, it's all simple. And I'm trying to come back to that simplicity of like, you feel something, and you know that you feel it, and it doesn't have to be necessarily defined. But when you listen to the inner part of you, it's like this wise feeling, this feeling that there's a guidance that follows you around, and you don't exactly know where it comes from. And thinking about where it comes from, or trying to figure out the source of it is only going to put you into more of like a mental loop. And so I think that it's it's following the purity, and it can be In any way, whatever brings you back to like that source, that feeling that you are home in any, in any way, shape or form. I think I learned how to be home with myself. And I Mm -hmm. think that that was really where my spiritual journey started was how do I be safe to myself? Because I've never been safe. I've never felt safe. And I need to start with me before I can feel safe in the world. And I didn't, I think, consciously know that I was doing it at the time, but I started therapy all at the same times that I was going through the spiritual awakening and doing all of these different modalities of healing or trying to heal. And I look back and I'm like, I was hurting myself in ways I didn't even realize back then, but it's all about the expanding self-awareness, right? Mm -hmm. Like there are things that I think I'm doing now that are probably good for me and they're not. And it's about like having grace for wherever you are in your life and just the ability to try and the ability to follow something that feels like light to you whatever it is and you know what feels like light you know it feels good you know it doesn't feel good and it's about listening to that and not not avoiding it because the more that you block it out the more that you're going to be blocked off from yourself and any form of divinity at all and i think that's like the hardest thing to do is just listen to ourselves and to our intuition it's like how do you how do you even know what that is to begin with um but yeah i love that you mentioned that because people that listen to podcasts
0: like yours or like mine are trying to find that peace. Like that's why they're listening to us because they're trying to find that peace. And they think that we are going to give it to them, but it's ultimately, it's a very personal, personal journey. And I think we, as humans, we try, we complicate ourselves a lot and we try to label things and we try to find the explanation after explanation of the explanation. And it's ultimately just like, just flow, just trust it's about like consciousness and it's about energy and it doesn't require explanation or closure or anything and no amount of explanation or seeking is ever going to actually like define what pure consciousness is because there isn't an explanation it's just about like feeling and it's about trusting which i love that that you mentioned it and and i know that it's going to click for a lot of people like it, it clicks for everybody because at the end of the day, we're not giving information that anybody like doesn't know. We're just reminding people like who they are and like what we we truly are. It's just a reminder. It's not like anything new. And I also love that you mentioned self-hate because a lot of people that listen to our podcast are dealing with what self-hate and with self-doubt and with self-battles. But on the other side of that, there's self-love. How would you personally define self-love?
1: I think that There's a lot of talk around self-love because I think it's commoditized really greatly in the commercial world of bath bombs and face masks and going outside with your journal. And like, yes, all of those things are self-love, but there's almost like this, this dogma around self-love of it being loving how you look or loving what you do for a living or loving the parts of yourselves that are good in your eyes and self-love. Besties,
0: I would have never imagined having and owning a business until I found shopify I've told you the story before when I was 17 I decided to start my clothing brand and I was only able to make it because I found shopify seriously besties selling and having an online store is so easy just because of shopify shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system wherever and wherever whatever you're selling. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Besties, seriously, I could not recommend Shopify more. I would have never imagined having the business that I have. You guys know that I sell hoodies. It's called I Miss Me Project now. but. It's all because of Shopify it is so easy to use and I am someone who's really really bad with technology believe it or not so I love Shopify it's just super easy to use so easy to design to sell and to ship. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash All lowercase, go to shopify.com slash now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Again, besties at shopify.com slash and sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify. Besties, who is a fan of cowboy boots like me? Kovas is my new favorite boot brand because they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage bootmaking. So they've carried forward all the time honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort style and service. Their western boots for men and women are handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time honored individual steps. These boots are Austin designed, Texas tested, and handmade down in the boot making capital of the world, leon mexico tecovas is western to their core offering a bunch of other head-to-toe western staples besties if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots then you should pull on a pair of tecovas you will see they will become your new favorite footwear and if you can't make it into a store tecovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable western goods right to your door Visit tecovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Again, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S to get your new pair of cowboy boots. Thank you so much, Tacovas, for sponsoring today's episode.
1: Like true self-love, I think what I've learned, and I, I was fooled by my own sense of self-love for a long time too. <laughs> I think you can be fooled by it and, you know, you wear a lot of masks to hide yourself from the pain that you don't want to face and we don't even know we're not facing but self-love is truly learning how to be non-judgmental with all parts of who you are and not just who you are today or who you want to be but who you were when you weren't at your best it's having the graciousness to accept that you made mistakes just like every person makes mistakes and you didn't know what you didn't know and I think you really love yourself when you're able to be real with yourself and you're able to. Admit, I don't like that I'm doing this. I don't like who I am. I don't like who I'm being, and not hate yourself for not liking yourself. Mm -hmm. I think that's like the big distinction. It's learning where you're actually breaking your own heart, but you're blaming other people for breaking your own heart, where you're perpetuating your own cycles of trauma, but you are pointing to the world and being like, no, why did I end up here? Why did I end up here? Why does God hate me? Why does the universe want me to suffer? It's really taking accountability but it's really hard to take accountability when you hate yourself because then you end up in guilt and self-pity and it's really about looking at yourself like a child right like it's going back to the inner child of you don't just trying to cope and you can always meet yourself where you're at but you have to first stop judging yourself for not being who you want to be So that you can be who you want to be, you have to meet yourself at the place that you don't want to be and admit that it's okay and learn to love yourself there and you don't have to like yourself there's a difference between liking yourself and loving yourself. And I really do think that self love is also it's a journey that you find all on your own self love is not always beautiful it's harsh it's standing up in the mirror and saying like, look at what you've been doing to yourself is this really how you want to go on and. Instead of hating yourself for the things you're doing, really having compassion and looking at yourself like you would a friend. I mean, how many people have you forgiven in your life who've hurt you? Why can't you forgive yourself? And it's really, it's almost disidentifying from the the identification that you have with, you know, who I am, Vanessa. And just looking at myself as if I was any other person and just extending the same compassion that I would for all of the people who've ever hurt me in my life who I know were just hurting internally. That's why they were doing what they were doing and and looking at myself in that same lens of compassion. Um, you can never change out of hate and you'll never hate yourself and loving yourself. So it it really is about learning how to not judge anymore, like cutting out the self-talk that is brutal and cruel we don't need to be cruel to ourselves we mm-hmm. don't and we are we are so cruel and also being like where did I learn this like whose mm-hmm. voice is this is this is my voice mm-hmm. it's deciding really and we always have that decision we just it's easier to not make it because then it's just like familiar but yeah it's it's a journey and it's um it's not always a pretty one what do
0: you think is the beginning of a self-love journey do you think it's starts when healing do you think it starts like by journaling some people that like, like to talk to themselves or like journal or some people have to like hit rock bottom but I always say like don't wait till you get heartbroken to start loving yourself like don't wait to get heartbroken to heal okay. what do you think um, is the um, beginning of a self-love journey
1: I think the beginning of a self-love journey is being honest with yourself And I think that that takes whatever form is most natural to you, whether it be you just start talking to yourself as if you were a friend Mm -hmm. and you just start telling yourself the things that you're struggling with and not expecting all those things to be solved, but just being honest about where you're at. And I think so much of our pain comes from our unwillingness to admit Mm -hmm. how we are feeling or what is actually going on and to look ourselves in the mirror and just be like, this isn't healthy. I don't know how to leave. I don't know how to fix this. I don't know what to do. And it's just by, just by saying that sometimes is all we need to know our next step. And I think it's also the honesty that comes with the admiration you can have for yourself the way that you can have for other people. Like it's so easy to love a dog. It's so easy to love mm-hmm. your parents when they're nice to you. It's so easy mm-hmm. to love friends easy to love other people, a sunset, like we pour love into this world as if it's not ours to also feel for ourselves. And I think that when you start to look back on your life and really give yourself credit for all you've been through and all you've come through and You look back and realize that, you know, it was me who woke up with myself every day. It was me who went to sleep with myself. It's me who holds myself when I cry. Whether other people have been there for you or not, it is you who have attracted those people. It is you who have let those people love you. It is you who has allowed your world to show you the love in any form that you've ever felt. And it's really about realizing how much power that you have, that you think you don't have. And I think it begins with the honesty, the honesty about what you wanna change and the honesty about what you've been doing well and the willingness to admit both of those things, like full-fledgedly.
0: I think um, for us humans, it is very hard to trust. And because of that, we normally force connections or we normally force relationships or
1: situations. Why do you think it is so hard for us to trust I think because we're all hurting. We've all been hurt and we don't want to be hurt again. It goes back to the inner child thing. Like we were born untouched. We were born pure. We were born happy. We were born confident. We were born saying what was on our minds and acting the way that we wanted to act. And then someone or something came along and told us, no, you have to be this way. Or someone or something came along and told us, this is not safe. And it is not safe to love. It is not safe to trust. And so we learn these things without even realizing that they're being learned. And our neural networks are being programmed to distrust. And so it's understanding that you've been hurt and you're going to be hurt again, and you're never going to not be hurt by anything. And it's the willingness to look at life as really neutral, honestly. Love is vulnerability. Trusting people is vulnerability. And by loving another person or by loving other people, you accept the risk of being hurt. And it's about understanding that to trust others, you have to you have to trust yourself, right? Like it all comes back to ourselves. And so what, when you were a child made you stop acting with freedom and what was going on in your body and in your mind in those moments? And how do you still live in that sense of fear today without even realizing that you're doing it? And, you know, we develop these scars on our hearts that, we don't even know we're there. And then we start to look at people as if they're all out to get us and they're all about to hurt us and take everything away from us. But you can only, you know, allow someone to hurt you if you, if you really, if you allow it. And it's, it's about the understanding that we have, we have power over what we do with our ability to love and that, Allowing someone to love us is a privilege, not only for them, for us as well, and trusting another person in order to have connection, whether it be familial or romantic, whatever it is, trusting another person is always a risk, but when you trust yourself, you know that you were guided into that, and that it all really will happen and unfold the way that it's supposed to. And it's really about surrendering control while also exercising as much control as you already have. You know, we can't do anything other than what we can do. And when you realize that you can only allow people to love you if you are open. Enough for them to come in, and therefore trusting enough for them. It's almost freeing in a way to acknowledge it. It's almost like, yeah, I, I'm making this choice because I know that I'm strong enough to handle no matter what happens, and I'm trusting myself by trusting this person. So, so you know, it's it's the scars that prevent us from doing it, and it's the healing of those scars that allow us to open ourselves
0: what has been a time where it's like a specific situation that life has forced you to trust like where you were just trying to control everything where you were just trying to make it work or like trying to get things your way and like the universe was like no vanessa you have to trust like trust and then we always end up understanding the reason as to why or we always end up seeing better but what what has been a time in your life where where you were forced to trust?
1: I think when I first moved to New York City, um, and then, you know, a year following that, there was a real big power struggle between me and the universe, I would say. Um, I had always known that New York was where I was going to end up. I'm originally from Florida, And I sort of forged this escape plan when I was very young of like, I'm going to get out and I'm going to do everything I've always wanted to do. And I'm going to have the freedom that I've always dreamed of having because my life didn't feel very free growing up in such a environment where I had to be self-contained and I had to be constrained in order to feel like I could survive in, in all of it. And so when i moved to new york um you know it was supposed to be like this homecoming moment of oh my gosh like here i am and everything's wonderful and i get there and my life is essentially like falling apart and i remember being in my kitchen of my first new york city apartment on the upper east side and i'm sitting with all of my stuff like everything i own around me and it wasn't that much that much stuff and i'm alone in my kitchen i was going through a breakup at the time that ended up being a year long breakup which was a whole thing in and of itself that i had to really just surrender and and trust but it was really like the impetus of my life i was an adult I was doing everything on my own. I had moved there by myself. I'm sitting in my kitchen, looking around at all my stuff. And my roommate at the time, she wasn't going to be home that night. And so I was like living in New York City and sleeping in my first New York City apartment. And I was alone and I was so scared. And I remember just looking around and being like, okay, like I'm here. Like this is it. It's not like I have another plan. I'm not going anywhere else. Like this is what I've dreamed of. And like, here I am. And there was... So much resistance that I felt in being alone and spending that time alone. And I remember going to sleep that night and after spending hours and hours on the phone with my friends and I was in so much turmoil internally, I was looking around and I just remember being like, I don't know anyone. Like, I can't call anyone. Like, I don't have people around. Like, this is, I'm on my own. And it was really I think that was the beginning of so much growth in my life, even though it felt like such a rock bottom. And it was the things that I I started to like cling on to for the hope, like my childhood stuffed animal that I've had since I was, a little kid that I slept with that night on the air mattress and I put crystals under my pillow and I didn't sleep barely a wink but I remember just being like I'm gonna get to tomorrow like I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and it's gonna be bright outside and it's gonna be better and it was that moment where I just started to really learn how to surrender to what was before me and also learning that like I didn't have a choice and it's always when you don't have a choice and you're always forcing something and you know the fallout after that moment was about nine months of clinging on to a relationship that was definitely over and even that was something that I had to really just I I had to throw my hands up in the air and really be like god universe whatever is out there clearly speaking to it and saying something like If this is not for me, show me, please Mm. show me like make it so blaringly obvious because it is very clear (laughs) that I'm not going to do anything about it unless it's blaringly obvious. Please make it so clear. And it's in those moments where you're like, I have nothing else to do and nothing else to give, but you just surrender all of it. And you almost feel like more in control by surrendering it. And I remember that first night in New York City. And I want to go and give that girl a hug so much because Mm. I just know how how scared I was. And it's, it's in the moment of fear, really. It's that fear of like, I don't know what's before me, but I know that the way that I choose to trust, if it's going to be for me is the whole determination on what happens next. And it really is that I'm going to sleep with one eye open, but I'm going to sleep. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get to tomorrow. And I think about that moment specifically, because it's like everything you've thought up in your mind everything you've dreamed of sometimes it isn't felt that feeling of wholeness and fulfillment of what you've thought was going to be the most amazing moment in your life sometimes it's actually where everything crumbles where you start to realize oh okay like this piece goes here and this one goes here but you got to let everything shatter and for so long I had like not let anything shatter and it was in that moment where I was like I'm alone because I know I'm supposed to be like, I'm here by myself, because this is exactly what was meant to happen. I just I knew that that was what it was. And when I slept alone that night, it sounds so silly, but it was really, I didn't feel alone, I had felt like there were there was an energy of protection just surrounding me and holding my hand through it. And even though I I felt so scared, I was like, "I'm gonna get to tomorrow, and waking up tomorrow, I'm gonna know more than I did yesterday." And it's just like really holding on to that trust. And you almost find it when you have nothing else to lose. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's been a lot of moments in my life where that's happened, but it's always like the big, the big moments of momentous turmoil where you're like ah everything changes here mm-hmm. and like it's so scary but no I, it, it's the chapter of a new life and oh my god like what could that mean and not negatively but like what could that mean i don't even know let me allow it to to happen
0: yeah i love that and it requires a lot of awareness because i'm connecting with you 100 i literally moved like a month ago and for me, this was gonna be like the best time of my life. I was so excited to move out of my house. I've never had a bad relationship with my parents at all, but I was needing that independence. And I was like, okay, once I move, like I'm gonna be super independent and like my life is gonna be the happiest ever. And I moved a month ago and August was like the worst month of my life. Like honestly, I was in this very like toxic situationship relationship that was hurting me really, really bad. And like also like you, like the universe was literally showing me that that wasn't for me, but I was like, no, I'm blind. Like I literally like, <laughs> and it, it shows you every single type of sign. And it requires a lot of awareness to like, be like, okay like I actually have to take it or I'm going to end up being hurt. Um, And for me, it was like the same thing. Like I literally went to sleep one night and it was like, like I actually have to like surrender cause I, I'm just going to keep hurting myself. And I feel like it happens to all of us. Like we all have those points where it's like life is Changing here, like life is about to change. So yeah,
1: that's, that's beautiful. And it's that so scary. Think. It is. Because there's
0: it so, is so much. Um, yeah,
1: we we don't know what to. Do. We don't know what's what's coming. It is very scary, but I think that it is
0: even scarier to stay where we are. You know, mm-hmm.
1: to not get to
0: know any different ever. So I always say, like, choose your choose your fears or like choose your pain. Do you prefer the pain of staying the same or do you prefer the pain of trusting growth? And I feel like that's the question that people should leave this episode with of like, what pain do you want to like get to feel the pain of change or the pain of staying the same? And like at the end of the day, the pain of change disappears eventually. Thank you so much, Vanessa. Having you here has been such a gift. Um, I wanna end up in closing this episode by asking you a question that I ask everyone that comes when I miss me. And that is what does healing mean to you?
1: What does healing mean to me? I think healing is a word that we have to get really familiar with and really comfortable with and have a really loving relationship with because we're gonna be doing it forever and ever and ever. <laughs> and I think it comes with the knowing that as you heal, everyone is healing too. It's it's like the acknowledgement that your pain is yours, but everyone is in some type of pain and everyone has something to heal from. And it's the tiresome but very rewarding journey of admitting that pain exists and choosing to rise above it every single time. And returning to the light that you've always been and that you, you've you always had. Um, but sometimes knowing that it, it's buried beneath a lot of things that you got to go and find it. Um, I think it's just trying. It's just saying, you know, this is where I'm at and I'm going to do better and then doing better and, you know, doing it with love um and doing it again because it's like what else can you do you know how else are you gonna live like are you gonna surrender to the fear of change or are you gonna surrender to the fear of staying the same just like you were saying and I think healing is it's brave and when we decide to do it I think that's enough that's like you've you've began you've decided and you've began
0: Again, thank you so so much for giving me a little bit of your time. Um, meeting you has been such a gift, thank you. such a blessing. Um, we've had conversations on and off the microphone, and it's been it's been a gift every single time. Where can people find you? Where can people listen to you? Where can people follow you,
1: see you? Yes, um, my podcast i post weekly is figuring shit out it's on spotify and apple and all of the streaming platforms figuring shit out and the shit has a exclamation point in it over mm-hmm. the eye mm-hmm. um my tiktok is butterfly fountain um which is my name translated in the ways that it's translated. Um, And then my Instagram, my main Instagram is 222 VGF and my podcast Instagram, you'll find it linked to my main Instagram. Um, But thank you so, so much. This has been such a wonderful blessing and treat. I love the collective coming together. And I love when you find someone who just gets you and understands the desire to communicate and the desire to provide something to not only yourself but to the world and it's just so special and I'm so happy that I got to do this and so happy that I've made a friend out of you (laughs) as well and I'm so excited for what's to come for for you and the podcast and all the things so thank you so much thank you so so much you have a wonderful afternoon and that's it
0: for today's episode besties again i hope you guys loved the episode as much as i did don't forget to follow i missed me on social media at i missed me podcast on instagram tiktok youtube don't forget to follow me on social media at mafia Azores on instagram tiktok youtube pinterest literally everywhere and i also have a clothing brand at no name project CO on instagram tiktok no name to get your hoodie i love you guys and i will see you guys on thursday for our solo episode with love mafia